0: Brought to you by Hannah Carroll and Estelle Allen, the podcast bringing women together
1: to have real and seriously deep conversations about love, life, health,
0: and everything in between. In today's episode, we are going to explore the imbalance between masculine and feminine energy within our society today and how we can reconnect to our feminine. We will explore some of the major contributors for why women have become disconnected to their bodies, their womb, their moon cycle, and their feminine energy. In particular, we will chat about our patriarchal society, women as people
1: pleasers, body image pressure, lack of education, the birth
0: control pill, and shame around sexuality. As we go through each of these topics, we will explore firstly some of the challenges of the current modern day structure, and then we will um, chat about how we can return to the feminine. I think, you know, when the woman is disconnected from her body, it can impact all areas of her life, her career, her self-worth, her health, relationships, and it can manifest into major hormonal imbalances, infertility, eating disorders, and mental illness. This is a really important topic.
1: Yeah. And it's a topic that Hannah and I have become incredibly passionate about, you know, as we have dived deeper into our own healing and personal development journeys, um, and into our own femininity, tuning into and reconnecting, reconnecting to our bodies and our femininity has been, I would say one of the most healing and empowering experiences.
0: Oh my gosh. A hundred percent. Um, times are changing. The old patriarchal paradigm is no longer serving us and as women, now is the time for us to step into our femininity and regain our true place in society for not only ourselves but our children and their children. Hashtag the future is female.
1: Yeah, it is. (laughs) Before we dive in, we thought it would be a good idea to start just by asking you some questions to get you thinking and reflecting. Do you feel connected to your body? Do you understand the different phases of your moon cycle and do you feel gratitude for it? Do you feel connected to your womb? Do you feel that it guides and leads you through life? Do you know your body intimately, sexually, physically, and emotionally? We really invite you to reflect on these as we go through today's deep dive.
0: And before we do dive in, we really want to start off by exploring the concept of the womb. Um, it's the epicenter of our bodies. So we do know that for many, this is not a word that is used regularly or that you may be familiar with. Um, you may have also heard um, it referred to as your yoni, which means divine gateway to life. So when we say the word womb, which Estelle and I do talk about a lot, <laughs> we're talking about the most sacred and intimate part of your body, including your vagina. Yes, I just said Vagina uterus say that word on this podcast uterus clitoris fallopian tube cervix really all of your female reproductive organs vedic tantra buddhism hinduism and taoism all believe that this is a part of a woman's body which is incredibly holy and sacred it is the physical embodiment of the goddess there is also believed to be a direct connection between a woman's yoni and her heart, which I a hundred percent believe in.
1: I so believe that I've had experiences that confirm that. So it is the center of a woman's body and being where all life and creation is birthed and where we store, you know, things like our emotions, our past experiences, trauma, blocks, fear, shame, and unprocessed feelings It's where we experience love, deep connection, pleasure, fulfillment sexually. It's where oxytocin, the feel good hormone, takes the stage. I mean, the clitoris alone contains 8,000 nerve endings. What? 8,000, and that's just the clitoris. One job of the pelvic nerve is to relay pleasurable sensations to your brain that then releases the neurotransmitter called dopamine. And Dopamine is responsible for things like clarity, courage, confidence, feeling like a million bucks, knowing that you can do it and knowing what it is. When we tune in and allow ourselves to be guided by our womb and we embrace both our masculine and our feminine, we really can start to live more harmoniously and both Hannah and I have experienced that. So speaking of our own personal experiences, one of the things that we love to do in our podcast is to be real and vulnerable with you guys so that the topics are relatable. So we really want to share our own personal thoughts and experiences on this topic and we always want to be vulnerable with you. So, Han? Me?
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, you want me to go?
1: You go first, actually. I feel like I was ready to intro you.
0: Okay. I'll go first then. Um okay so when it comes to my connection to my body um i guess looking back throughout my late teens and my early 20s i i was not connected to my body i was trying to be perfect or what i thought was perfect baked, based on my you know i guess societal assumptions um and i constantly pushed my body to be perfect. And it, and in turn, I really was suppressing my femininity. So, you know, I worked in previously in the corporate world, in the private equity, real estate corporate world for eight years, Um, very long hours. I was constantly hustling. Um, I didn't prioritize sleep. I was most of the time overwhelmed and stressed. You know, I got into drinking coffee, Um, you know, to add to this, I did take birth control for 10 years. And that wasn't because Um, You know, I saw my cycle as an inconvenience, but because I had acne as a teenager and I just never really considered coming off it until I wanted to start a family. You know, I was having a monthly bleed and I thought everything was normal. I also, I didn't understand my cycle. I really, honestly, I did not understand my cycle and my reproductive system and organs. And I didn't adjust my lifestyle based on, my monthly cycle and where I was at each stage, I just continued <laughs> to hustle and push through and be on autopilot and never give myself time to stop. Um, and I think that was also because, yeah, I was working in the corporate world, a masculine world, which we're going to dive into soon. Um, I definitely also fell prey to the pressures of society to look a certain way by over-exercising and not feeding myself enough nourishing fats and carbs. And, you know, this, we're going to chat about this, this really impacts your connection to your body, your femininity, and yeah, it impacts your hormones. So I'd say like all in all, I was not connected to my body. Um, but, you know, through this hormonal journey that I've been on for the last three and a half, four years, I have become incredibly connected to my body and to my work. And it's just been this, I feel like, over the years, it's just been this pull to my womb. Um, if you'd probably asked me about this a couple of years ago, like I wouldn't have been comfort- comfortable to say the word womb and to talk about it. But for, ne- like for me now, it is just like it's a part of my, my daily language and a part of my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the journey I've been on has forced me to go to the depths of my being and it's empowered me to become the person that i meant to be and to ultimately lead from my womb. And I 100% believe that, that, you know, this happened for a reason. Um, And, yeah, it's just so important to me today. Um, And it has such a huge impact on my life. And when I'm not leading and living from my womb, I really notice it and I feel like I'm denying myself being me. Yeah. I could keep talking about it, but let's talk about you, sister, now.
1: My turn. Okay. Thank you for sharing all of that, sweetie. Um. So I guess, yeah, I, I relate to a lot of your personal journey and experiences with this topic, um, hugely like the body image, you know, like I just think, you know, growing up, um, there was a huge pressure and emphasis. I remember reading like fashion magazines and wanting to look like super skinny, and you know that led me down like a really like horrible path of having an eating disorder and just completely being so disconnected from what my body needed and like the beauty of my body and the miracle that it was and just yeah like really denied it um, you know like overtraining at the gym thinking that I needed to yeah exercise for hours every single day push myself beyond you know what I was capable of like just depriving my body of food and nutrients and my whole perspective on like food was just from this like I was just depriving myself rather than focusing on how can I nourish my beautiful feminine body and the focus was definitely not on health it was just upon like body image and I look back now and I think yeah my like physical appearance it's so sad but that was my focus for my teen years and it was like I was willing to do whatever it took to achieve that really high standard And that as well is like, hello, perfectionist. (laughs) Um,
0: Sorry to interrupt, sister, but I think physical appearance, which we're going to touch on, like so many women I know will be able to relate to this.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so many. And particularly, I think during that part of our life, I think so many of us are vulnerable to that mentality because you know, we're still growing up, we're finding ourselves, we're understanding our bodies, our bodies are changing, we're redefining what it means. You know, we go from being a little girl to a woman and our body starts to change and, yeah, I just...
0: We're trying to fit in and work out who we are and it's a really, it can be a really vulnerable stage, yeah. Yeah, and I think,
1: yeah, it's like you obviously want to feel like you belong and like you're loved and I think unfortunately for women a lot of the time that falls to their body image um so yeah I was very disconnected from my body um I definitely deprived myself of myself too of like carbs and healthy fats to really nourish my body um I would also say in terms of my femininity like I had a huge disconnect from my femininity within my relationships um I would say like I felt safer in my masculine and I think growing up in a world where obviously that is the predominant you know, those are the traits that are kind of praised or have been praised in the past. Um, yeah, it was very rigid, like just like you said, hustling, forcing myself, like to be yang all of the time. I never really allowed myself to rest and be yin and, you know, take care of myself, just like constantly striving for perfection. I
0: think also, sorry to interrupt again, I think in our society that's mm-hmm. you know, a sign of weakness, isn't it?
1: Yes, yeah, yeah. And I I definitely, I would say, like, I didn't feel safe to be seen in, like, my feminine and to be, like, open and receptive and to soften. Like, I definitely saw that as weakness. And I've had to totally, like, redefine my definition of that. Yeah. Um, You know, even something as simple as I think about, you know, when I think about femininity, like, even receiving gifts and compliments and love, like, as, you know, as a young, like, prior to my early 20s, I was super uncomfortable with stuff like that. Um, and I think that's as well, part of like the feminine gift is to like be open and receptive and, you know, and experience connection. Uh, I then, in terms of my body, like I was on the birth control pill as well, like you for a long time. And that just disconnected me from my period and my hormones. And I used to constantly take, um, I would skip my period because I did see it as an inconvenience and I thought, oh, well, I don't want this inconvenient thing, So I'm just going to skip it. And I had no idea the impact of that upon my hormones and my health. Um, And then I would say just in terms of like my femininity, like sexually and just in terms of sexuality, which we'll dive into later in this episode, I think, you know, like our society, there's so much shame uh, and guilt placed around sexuality.
0: Stigma and taboo.
1: Yeah. Stigma and taboo. And I think so. it's so sad to me that women grow up as young girls in that environment and then hold so much shame around their bodies and their sexuality. And that definitely was my experience, you know, for so many years, I felt a lot of shame. Um, yeah. And I thought as well too, like I had this really distorted view as well, that like sex was something that you do to gain someone's love. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about this later in the episode, but just around really tuning into your womb as to, do I want to have sex with this person? I was never empowered in that. So I think, you know, like diving into things like de-armoring, learning to feel safe in my body, really opening myself back up. Like, yeah. Feeling empowered in my femininity. That has definitely been a huge journey for me and I'm so grateful that I've taken it. Like I would say it's definitely been the last couple of years mainly that I've been deepening my dive into femininity and I'm so glad I've done it because I feel so much more like harmonious and I don't feel like there's a part of me missing anymore.
0: And don't you think, sister, because I like honestly feel that my journey, it happened for a reason and I think for yourself as well because we were so disconnected and so the hormonal imbalances, you know, the challenges, like, we went through them because the universe was like, okay, you're so disconnected. Yeah. You need to go on a journey and yeah. you need to reconnect your feminine.
1: Yeah.
0: And, like, I, for me, like, it just became so clear to me by going through this journey how disconnected I was from my body and how, at the end of the day, I was not respecting my body. Yeah. I wasn't doing it on purpose. Yeah. I, I was just – I just wasn't aware. I wasn't conscious.
1: Yeah. And I think that's what, I guess this whole episode is around is just like learning to honor, you know, like your body, your physical body, you know, um, like, and like your emotions and what you need and like your sexuality, like just honoring yourself. I think that's like a huge part of this. And I think, yeah, it's like just through awareness, I think you learn to start to really honor yourself and know that, yeah, like when we're talking about your womb, like your womb is so sacred. And we really need to shift, you know, from that disempowered place into an empowered place where we feel like we can really honor what we need as women.
0: And I think, whereas you listen to this, don't feel like, oh, I don't know about this stuff, like feel bad or guilt because maybe you're not aware of this stuff or you're not connected. Just, I think feel that you can now, you know, knowledge is power yeah. and that And that's exactly
1: what we're saying is like, you know, we're being honest and saying like, yeah, we weren't, we weren't honoring our bodies. We weren't honoring our wombs. We were, you know, we were so disconnected. Both you and I were so disconnected, but it's been a slow, steady journey to getting to a place where we are connected.
0: And most of us are disconnected because of the society we grow up. It's no one's fault. It's the society we're a part of, which we're going to, we're going to dive into. So And you and I are still on the journey. It's not like we are these like perfectly in tune, connected, you know, femme goddesses. We're on a journey and we talk about it every day and we're exploring different things, aren't we?
1: Yeah. And even like recently, yeah, we're both probably, I would say within the last six months, Mm -hmm. you and I in particular have had a lot more, like compared to when we first met, we've had a lot more conversations in the last six months around, you know, our womb and, you know, our yoni and wanting to explore things like yoni massage and just releasing trauma and just really diving into that space and that aspect of ourselves. So yeah, we're still diving deeper into this.
0: Okay, shall we get started?
1: Let's do it. Let's start off by chatting about how the patriarchal society in which we have grown up and live in today has impacted women embracing their femininity. Take it away, sister.
0: Let's do this. So the reality is that we operate in a masculine world. The hustle and bustle, the nine to five work paradigm, the corporate rat race, was created for men, and as such, it embodies very masculine energies. Over the past couple of decades, women have had the opportunity to step into a career outside of the home, and whilst this has been a huge step forward in gaining equality with men, this has also forced women to embody more masculine qualities, in turn creating a major imbalance. Women have to operate and compete in a man's world in order to keep up and seek approval with little to no room to embrace and lead from their feminine.
1: So now let's talk about how we're going to shift into this new paradigm and how we can reconnect back to the feminine in this aspect of the topic. So the awesome thing today though, is that, you know, we really are starting to see a shift in this. We, You know, there are new ways of working that are becoming the norm. You know, for example, conscious network marketing companies, social media, entrepreneurship. These are all allowing women to create their own work and lifestyle paradigm that truly starts to serve the feminine. Women can have a fulfilling career without expending themselves to a place of burnout. And, you know, in particular for women that want to have children, this is a game changer because they can have both a career and stay at home with their kids, which is just amazing.
0: Yeah, I think so many women, you know, that are in the corporate world, you know, you only get so much time off and then once you have children, potentially you've got to put your kids in daycare and it's this constant juggle and... Mm. They miss that time with their kids. So I think this is just, yeah, an absolute game changer. Okay, so the next topic we want to explore is women as people pleasers. So I think we can all relate to this as women. On a fundamental level, it's a part of our wiring. We really want to please and be everything for everyone. Looking at the modern mother, she's father's role, but she's maintained the role of her mother too. And this massively o- overloads the female nervous system. And it really does put our body into a constant state of fight or flight. You know, within this scenario, it leaves little room for women to embrace their femininity and to live in alignment with their, with their moon cycle.
1: Hmm. So in order to, you know, shift back again to the feminine with regards to this, You know, we know it can be hard, but learning to say no to others means that we get to say yes to ourselves. Uh, We spoke a lot about this in episode three of Girl, Let's Talk About It, uh, the episode called The Magic of Saying No, which we explored the importance of saying no, and we shared some ideas for how you can really start doing this. You know, when we do this, we create space for self-care, and that is so nurturing and nourishing to the feminine. We all need that as women. It's like space to be yin in our lives. Mm. We also suggest getting to know your moon cycle and aligning your lifestyle as best you can to this so that you're supporting your body and it's differing needs at different points in your cycle. So for example, you know, during your period, you know, for both Hannah and I, like, you know, allowing yourself to take time off, you know, going to the gym and giving yourself extra space to rest, like... For you and I, sister, yeah, like when we get our cycle where it's just like it's like full relaxation.
0: Epsom salt baths, little movement might be light walking or some stretching, warm foods, tea. Like it's just your whole, yeah, your
1: lifestyle pivots based off what your need is in that moment. So at the end of the day, you know, we are in control of who we spend our time with and what we spend our time doing. We don't have to be everything for everyone. Uh, You know, let's create a new paradigm that really serves women and serves the feminine.
0: And I think that's really empowering because we have the power. Yeah. Like it's in our control. Um, So let's start to do it let's respect ourselves and respect our time
1: and honor our feminine and what she needs exactly Mm -hmm.
0: okay next topic is body image which we both touched on in our personal stories the emphasis on physical appearance in today's world especially since the rise of social media puts oh my gosh the most Enormous amount of pressure on women to look a certain way, and it starts at such a young age, sadly. This really does see women compromise their body, their femininity, their curves, their moon cycle, their fertility and really their overall health, so that they can fit into society's box, so that they can look a certain way and feel like they fit in and feel like they're worthy. Comparison is literally everywhere. And we feel like we aren't enough.
1: Mm. So there is so much emphasis on the outer superficial layer with hardly any, any consideration of how our endeavors to look a certain way actually impact our health. And they do particularly, and that's exactly what we're talking around, like particularly mental health, um, you know, over time, constantly pushing our body to be something that it's not puts a huge amount of pressure on our hormones, our thyroid, adrenals, and ultimately fertility long-term. And like you heard Hannah and I speak about in our personal stories, you know, pushing our bodies to that certain level to look a certain way, completely threw off our hormones and all of those systems within our bodies. Um, And we both went through body image journeys in our late teens and early 20s, and they definitely contributed to our hormonal imbalances. And we just want to remind you as well that a healthy, regular moon cycle is a vital sign of a woman's health.
0: So whether you want to have a baby now or ever, having a regular, healthy moon cycle, it shows that you are healthy as a female. Yeah. It's so important.
1: It shows that the lifestyle you're living is really supporting you.
0: So we wanted to take a minute to look at the traditional role like shape of women of the body you know they were voluptuous curvy and that was a beautiful thing and it was also a good sign of good health and wealth but in the last couple of decades we've gone from wanting to be stick model thin to now wanting washboard abs now stella and i are not saying that being strong and athletic is not something to be proud of or to want as a female um but i think What we're trying to sort of, I guess, really hone in on is, are we taking this too far? Mm -hmm. You know, for many women, when they do exercise too much and they focus solely on the physical appearance, it's very common for women to lose menstruation, you know, to lose their cycle.
1: Can I, like that was, I didn't share that in my personal story but that actually happened for me as well. So I, I'm not sure I did share a little bit about this in the real cost of birth control, but around the time that I lost my period, when I came off the pill to add to that, I was exercising to a really severe amount. Like I was, you know, in the gym for at least like I was waking up at like five o'clock every morning, going to the gym for at least like an hour and a half, two hours. And then I'd, I'd obviously as well then do like cardio at night. Like my body, I had like no fat mass on me whatsoever. I had the washboard abs. I was really fit and I was striving for this really like masculinized body.
0: But were you healthy?
1: But I wasn't healthy because I didn't have a cycle and it was interesting. I remember going to my, I think I went to my GP and this was around the time I was trying to get my cycle back and she questioned me and said, you know, like you're, you don't have any fat mass. Like you maybe, you know, maybe you need to consider training less and letting your body actually put on a little bit of weight so that you can gain your menstrual, like your menstrual cycle. So I think this just really ties into like, that was my experience. I was exercising too much.
0: Oh, and sister, like, you're not alone. I had a very similar journey and I know so, so, so many women out there who have experienced it or they're currently experiencing it. And so I guess, yeah, we, I mean, I think athletic women who are strong, I really, I think that's an amazing quality and something to look to. I think we're just saying that I think in society, it's so put in front of us constantly, especially mm-hmm. on social media, that sometimes we lack that balance and we take yeah. it too far and yeah. it comes at the detriment of our health. So, you know, can we consider as a collective of women by doing this, you know, are we striving to masculinize our bodies and are we losing our femininity? Are we not, you know, willing to accept our own feminine body as it was created to be and as our own unique body was created to be it's it is kind of crazy when you think about it i think it's crazy i look back now
1: in hindsight and think what i did was crazy
0: mm. yeah same
1: so we have some questions for you and we suggest either pausing the podcast episode here to grab your journal and go through these or you can always come back to them at a later time but just to get you really thinking So do you compare yourself to others, put yourself down and strive to look like someone else on social media? If so, maybe explore this. Do you actually know what it feels like to be in your body? Do you know what your individual body shape is, not what you see on social media have you actually allowed your body to just be in its natural state where you're still eating healthy for your needs and moving in ways that feel good for you and they support you and they nourish you?
0: I think a lot of women probably don't know what their natural body state is and maybe haven't allowed themselves to be in that. Like, And I'd say for myself, like in the last couple of years, Like that's when I've truly got into my natural body state.
1: Yeah, I would agree. And we were having this conversation before we started recording where we're just talking about how, like how, how backwards we had it when we were younger, where it was like, we thought we needed to push and strive. And stretch our bodies beyond what they would gen- like what they were genuinely telling us they needed. And as soon as you and I took a step back and, you know, like chose the foods that worked for us, chose the movement that actually felt good for us.
0: And, and weren't so fixated on it.
1: Yeah, and weren't so fixated on it and actually was like starting to really like accept and love our bodies and shift the focus from the physical appearance to the nourishment and the support and nurturing our bodies. It's like I feel like then our bodies have actually shifted into a state where they're just, like, thriving and it's optimal and it's effortless. Like, I really don't feel like I have to do a great deal to maintain my body in its natural state. Like, because I'm taking care of my stress levels, because I'm eating well and doing movement that actually brings me joy and feels good for me, my body is thriving so much more than it was.
0: And I think for you and I, and I... You know, it kind of took us experiencing a health challenge Mm. to make us really stop and reflect and change
1: the way we were doing
0: it, how we were treating our bodies. Mm. Um, Yeah, 100%. I, I
1: I think that's a powerful focus for all women to really like at least work towards in their life is taking the mindset from physical appearance to health and thriving and you know nourishment and supporting your body and it will then when it's you know nourished and supported and healthy it will shift into the best state it's ever been in
0: and and for me like the I guess the forefront of all that is like actually loving yourself and accepting yourself Mm. because if if you don't like (laughs) You're just holding, you're holding on to something. You're not accepting yourself. You're rubbing yourself. Anyway, let's, I think we're going to touch on this. So let's dive into how we can shift back to the feminine. When it comes to body image, how can we accept our beautiful bodies as they are meant to be? And I think the number one thing is that we have to stop, 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 stop comparing ourselves to each other. We know that it can be hard, but when you do this, when you compare yourself, you are devaluing yourself and you are rubbing yourself of your uniqueness. Don't do, do that. not do that. You are uniquely beautiful and perfect and you're put on this planet for a reason and to be yourself. You know, do you want to get to the end of your life and think, wow, I spent a lot of time trying to be someone else, trying to look like someone else rather than actually getting to know myself and Being myself and showing people who I am? Probably not. Let's build on social media and create a new paradigm that is authentic. No one is perfect. You know, maybe from time to time, consider letting the world see your imperfections so that we can start to remind each other that we all have them. Now, this is starting to happen on social media on Instagram. And when I do see people being really vulnerable and authentic and, you know, maybe wearing no makeup on Instagram and it's not a perfect picture, that's when I actually really relate and resonate with people.
1: Same. I would agree.
0: Um, Get to know your moon cycle. 100% get to know your moon cycle, your menstrual cycle and adjust your lifestyle throughout the month to support your body. That could be, you know, how you exercise, how you eat, how social you are, your sleep, you know, listen to rest signals instead of pushing your body to look a certain way. It is okay to stop and just be. We do not have to be doing something 24-7. We don't have to be hustling. We don't have to be busy. We don't have to be stressed out.
1: <laughs> um, Boom. I'm sitting here going
0: everything. <laughs> Get to know your body in its natural state and fall in love with yourself. This really is key in order to truly show up in the world as as yourself. If you can't love yourself, how can you expect others to be others to love you? Um, Introduce self-love and affirmations into your daily routine. This has been an absolute game changer for me. It is a part of my daily routine. It is embedded into it and yeah it on my self-love journey and my connection it has just helped so so much
1: I know that for the both of us one of our favorite things to do but um in order to use like affirmations when it comes to body image I know that we both love to dry body brush our bodies like we both do that each time before we shower and then it's like after we shower we cover ourselves in like our homemade uh body moisturizer with essential oils. And I know that you know, I will do that. And I'm thinking like, Oh my gosh, like I'm rubbing my legs and I'm like, Oh, such beautiful strong legs that allow me to walk. And, you know, even something as simple as when you are doing stretching or you're doing some yin yoga, like just really like holding your body and just acknowledging how much of a miracle it is, you know, to have working limbs, to have a beautiful body that's, you know, your heart's beating, all of these amazing things that it does for you.
0: And maybe, you know, maybe you feel a little bit silly at start doing it, but, you know, why? <laughs> it's just you and your body and without your body and without it being healthy, you know, you can't thrive in life. So that cultivating that connection to your body is so important. I mean, affirmations, yeah, I love to do that. Um, dry body brush and then, you know, lather, lather myself in beautiful essential oils. I take you know, multiple times a day, I take time to say affirmations to myself. As soon as I wake up, I say them to myself. When I go to bed, when I'm walking, you know, when I'm meditating, it's just, yeah, really hundred percent recommend trying it. And someone that can help you with it is uh, Louise Hay. Her books are incredible. Um, choose food. oh, sorry, sister, you go.
1: I was just going to say fun fact. I don't know if I've ever told you this before, but the um louise hayes book you can heal your life that was the very first self-development book i ever read
0: Mm.
1: ever and it was life-changing
0: i have read her books and i've actually got them right now i'm rereading them i've probably read them at least 10 times
1: Mm. (laughs) they're the kind of read that yeah i
0: just reread them reread them Yeah. yeah okay so Another thing in terms of reconnecting to your feminine within body image is, you know, as we were talking about before with your cycle, adjust it throughout the month, maybe the foods you're eating, but, you know, really just in general choose foods based on what your body needs and it feels like in order to thrive and tune into what your body, what works for your body, not someone else's. So don't look to someone else's Instagram profile and see them eating I don't know, a keto diet or whatever it is because they're achieving a result. You know, don't deprive yourself, you know, really tune into what your body needs to be fulfilled, to nourish, to be nourished and to be healthy. And I think at the end of the day, we just want to hone in that, you know, everyone is unique and different. What works for one person doesn't necessarily work, you know, for another person. So what works for Estelle, like Estelle and I have completely different bodies and, you know, bio-individuality and embracing who you are truly is everything. Mm. You know, like we said, you're robbing yourself if you can't embrace yourself. If you can't show up in the world as who you are and embrace your beautiful self, you're just robbing yourself. Mic drop. Mic drop. Mic drop.
1: So we're going to move into now, lack of education. Um, And, you know, it's just really important to consider, do you actually understand your cycle, the different phases and the role of your hormones? Do you understand actually the basic anatomy and structure of your womb? You know, there is very little education about our reproductive system, our hormones and our moon cycle when we are girls and young teenagers. You know, Hannah and I can both remember one sex ed class, but it was like super brief, and we basically left just feeling super icky, youth and unsure, and definitely not empowered. I would say the main things that were drilled into us in sex ed was do not get pregnant, and a live demonstration of basically how to put a condom on a banana. Real helpful, guys. Real <laughs> helpful.
0: I mean, that's what's drilled into us is like in society with birth control and everything, what's drilled into us is you could get pregnant at any moment in your cycle, take every measure to not get pregnant. Yes. And that's not the reality at all.
1: Which we talk a lot more about in um, The Real Cost of Birth Control, um, but we'll also cover that a lot more when we, um, we're going to do an episode all on the moon cycle and hormones and how to understand it. So, All right. So moving on from that, you know, we have really grown up in a society where our cycle is seen as an inconvenience and something that we want to shut down. I know I've been guilty of doing that, you know, so that we don't have to deal with it. And so that we don't fall pregnant. Doctors prescribe the birth control and we think that that's the solution, but the reality is it's not.
0: Mm, No, it's not. Okay. So let's chat about how we can reconnect to our feminine um, and become more educated. So I think the first thing is that, you know, we have been given this incredible gift as a female of reproducing and bringing new life into the world. And, you know, let's really start to embrace our menstrual cycle and our womb. Let's dive deep into understanding our cycle and get to know it intimately. Because when you fully understand it and you know how truly significant it is, you will naturally adjust your lifestyle, your perception of the body, the way you speak to your body and the way you care and look after your body. Self-care and self-love will be a priority because you'll just, (laughs) you'll remark in how incredible it is. Um, We would point you in the direction of Nat Gudis, Lara Bryden, Dr Libby. These are some incredible understanding of your cycle and the role that hormones play in your health. Um, As Estelle mentioned, we are going to do an episode dedicated to the menstrual cycle and the female reproductive system shortly. So stay tuned, guys.
1: So now we're going to dive into the birth control pill. Um, We talk on this a lot in The Real Cost of Birth Control, but we're going to touch on it in terms of this episode and how it affects, you know, our connection to our feminine. Because of our modern lifestyle, our busy modern lifestyle, we have become so reliant on the birth control pill to shut down our moon cycle so that we don't have to deal with the inconvenience. But by doing this, we are shutting down what our bodies are born to do, like Hannah said, and it's hugely impacting our hormones and our reproductive health. You know, this is not to mention the fact that birth control has become the solution For so many other non-contraceptive imbalances today so endometriosis acne pms painful periods etc the list truly does go on we take birth control to make these symptoms go away but all we are really doing is ignoring important messages from our body placing a band-aid over the root cause and then creating more imbalances you know Guys, our body always has our back and is trying to look after us. And What we really want to ask you is, you know, are you listening to its messages or are you ignoring them?
0: Yeah, that's so important. Uh, when it comes to our fertility, today we are facing an epidemic of women coming off extended periods on birth control to find that their moon cycle doesn't return and that their hormones, their adrenals, their thyroid, and many other things are all over the place. It's kind of crazy that we expect our cycle to come back straight away when we have been telling our body for years, sometimes decades, not to cycle.
1: That to me is insanity.
0: I know. And I, <laughs> I, I sit in that bucket.
1: <laughs> so do I. <laughs> So it's all cheap. Oh, gosh. How can we reconnect back to our femininity when it comes to this whole issue around the birth control pill? So check out our episode number two, The Real Cost of Birth Control. As a collective of women, let's really reflect on why we're taking birth control, how it makes us feel, and consider the alternatives. Let's change our view of our cycle from it as an inconvenience to it as a freaking magical and sacred process that we get to experience. What a blessing! My job. <laughs> Boom. Feminine gift. We get that. So become your own detective. And if you are experiencing imbalances like acne, endo, painful periods, weight gain, you know, thyroid issues, work with a health practitioner that can help you get to the root cause because the root cause is the key, the absolute key in order to truly bringing the body back into balance. If you are not looking to conceive right now, you know use the fertility awareness method to track your cycle and prevent pregnancy. But really get to know your cycle intimately because as we've spoken a little bit about this on episode two, the real cost of birth control, when you know your hormones and your cycle very intimately, you understand your fertile periods a lot better
0: Mm. and you're
1: in a really empowered place.
0: Mm. And just knowing your your cycle and your body, you know what it needs throughout the month.
1: Mm. I think sadly so many women don't. Understand their cycle or their hormones, and we really—that's why we really want to do an episode completely it dedicated to that. Yeah, understanding yeah. the phases and what the hormone roles are, because sadly, so many women don't know much about it,
0: and that's no one's fault. It's just a lack of education. Yeah. in yeah. our in our society. Yeah. Okay. Final topic that we want to chat today about is. This shame around sex and sexuality. (laughs) There is so much freaking stigma around this topic. So
1: much.
0: So much. I mean, most women don't speak to each other about this, let alone acknowledge that part of themselves because there's this fear, there's this shame, there's this awkwardness. And this is an even more reason to talk about it right now um and to make a shift uh you know sexuality is a hugely important part of our bodies and our health and we just simply can't ignore it we can't keep ignoring it in the bedroom the majority of the emphasis is on men orgasming and more often than not women and what they want is forgotten many women fake it because they are too scared to voice how they feel and what they want and more often than not, women experience pain or nothing in all, or nothing at all. And much of this comes from the fact that, you know, women are disconnected to their womb and we are told that our, our sexual fulfilment is just not as important as the man's.
1: Now, like we said earlier, as women, we hold everything, our emotions, our feelings, hurt, pain, traumas in our womb, And if we completely ignore it over time, it builds up like any other muscle in our body. It needs love and attention. And there's this stigma, you know, that if you speak about your sexuality, that you are seen as a slut. And gosh, I definitely like I saw that in high school, just that culture that we have around, you know if a woman at all, and I still see it now, you know, in adult women, it's like if they are to speak up from, like, you know, an empowered place around their sexuality or to embrace and really acknowledge that part of themselves, they are seen as a slut. Um, Mm. And it's that whole culture of slut-shaming women. But the weird part is is that when a man is, like, you know, really outwardly sexual, he's actually praised for it. But Mm. when ashamed and called a slut if they step into you know more sensuality and like, step into their sexuality in their life so it's this really weird gender bias between men and women where I think it has created this suppression of women in their sexuality and in their sensuality and I think now and it's really freaking exciting so many women are you know reconnecting to their womb inviting more sensuality into their life, exploring their sexuality, feeling really empowered in that and just gonna let go of all the shame.
0: I, I definitely, I used to be like, I would, I was so scared of this topic. (laughs) Like I was terrified. I was so scared of it. Talking about it to like girlfriends, to my sister, to a boyfriend, like because I just thought, no, like this is not something you talk about. And I would be so awkward Whereas now I'm just like, (laughs) you you, and I are just so open and free. And honestly, yeah, it's all because of this journey I've been on. And I, I feel like I've become so liberated and free and empowered. And I want other women to experience it.
1: Yeah, that's the same. I'm like, if only I feel like, like, I'm not I'm not even fully there and I know that you don't feel like you are either and mm-hmm. we're still on a journey when it comes to our own sensuality and sexuality. And I,
0: I always will be. I want to keep, like, exploring I, it forever.
1: Yeah, same, but I'm like, I've only had, like, I would say I've only, like, I'm only, like, a drop in the ocean of this and I already feel so much more liberated than I did years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm able to have, like, really just, like, open conversations with you, about it and you know I'm really trying to make it normal within my other relationships with girlfriends mm-hmm. and even just like when it comes to like our bodies like um you know even I haven't told you this but my mum the other day my mom's paint a painter and the other day she's like oh I really wanna um paint you nude and she was like would you be comfortable doing that? Like we don't have to show like you know your vagina she didn't even say the word vagina. How funny is that she's like you know we don't have to show down there. <laughs> And I was like, "Mom, it's fine. Like, And she was like, will you be comfortable with that? I'm like, yeah, like, let's do it. I was like, I'll embrace my body. Like, I don't care. Like, I, was like, I have a beautiful body. Let's do it. I'd love that. How empowering. That'd
0: be amazing. I want, I want to get a nude painting of myself.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. And mum said, she's like, how amazing would that be to have, you know, this gorgeous painting of yourself when you're just like, mm-hmm. your feminine power. And I was like, yeah.
0: And I think also if we can start to, Um, I think normalize it and become comfortable talking about it. Then in our relationships, we can talk to our partners about it and come from a place of empowerment. Okay. So let's dive into now before we keep you and I, we could just discuss this stuff forever. Let's talk about how we can make this shift and reconnect to our feminine and yet normalize this crazy, silly shame around sexuality. So I think the number one thing is like just, let's drop the stigma, let's drop the stigma about around sexuality and sensuality. Now more than ever, we need people to lean into this conversation with friends and people in your life so that we can create a new norm where we can speak openly and freely about this topic and express ourselves in that way without feeling ashamed and awkward.
1: And I just want to add to that, I know that um, for the majority of this episode we have been talking about, you know, releasing the stigma within, you know, friendships and with relationships with our partners. But I want to also just really briefly touch on the fact that this is so important because as well, when we do this, you know, in our own lives and in our own relationships, we also have to remember that when we have kids, like, I don't know about you, but I really want my daughters to feel really comfortable, really empowered, really, you know, I don't want them to carry any shame around their body or, you know, their womb. I want them to fully understand their body and their hormones. You know, so doing this work is so important so that we can as well raise girls to yes. not feel like are insecure about their body or like it's this dirty, icky thing that can't be spoken about.
0: And that's why I'm so happy that I've gone through this before I do have kids. Yeah, me too. Um, we'd also invite you to explore de armoring, which we mentioned earlier. So, Dearmoring is this, oh my God, incredible practice that it's done. Um, we've both d- done it where you can release tension, past emotions, and trauma from the tissue within your vagina. We are going to do a whole episode on this soon, but for now, we do invite you to look up Rosie Rees and read some of her blog posts on this. Um, you know, explore her Yoni Pleasure Palace shop where she has crystal wands that you can use as part of this practice. It's an incredible practice and I think, you know, probably it might make some women feel a bit uncomfortable at first, but But honestly it is. uh, a
1: practice that you just do with yourself and that's the best way to start so that you're comfortable with your body, Mm. exploring that and releasing and then, you know, and then that flows out into your other relationships.
0: And it'll flow into all areas of your life, like, how you feel as a woman, your like what you feel when you have sex, your orgasms, like just amazing stuff, all areas of your life, how you lead from your womb, how you feel emotionally, physically. Yeah. Um, I think in terms of like having sex, become aware of who you are inviting into your womb because you know, every, every person that you do have sex with, you are essentially exchanging energy with them. And if it's someone that you don't want in your sacred womb space, it really is an act of dishonouring your yoni. Um, now, Estelle and I do want to say that, you know, sadly we know that there are many women that have had sexual experiences that haven't been consensual and, you know, that, maybe this is triggering, um, but if if you are someone in that situation, we would, you know, probably encourage you even more to really allow your body to heal and and process that experience. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I just said to you earlier that I'd seen on Rosie Rees' um, Instagram page that, yeah, she's sharing, you know, even some anonymous stories of women who have had experiences like that in their sexual history and they've used, you know, Yoni eggs and some of her pleasure ones to really work mm-hmm. with the armoring and release those experiences. And some of the stories I've read have been really amazing. So definitely mm-hmm. encourage women for that. When it comes to your relationship with your partner, tune into how you feel throughout the month based on where you are at in your cycle, you know, physically and emotionally. Do you want to have sex, you know, and that can change based off where you're at really honoring that and communicating that to your partner. Get to understand what you desire and need to feel fulfilled sexually and get comfortable voicing this to your partner. You know, communication in the bedroom is huge um, and it's so important so you can get to understand each other and what you desire. We know it can be super scary. Like we know how scary it can be to try and express your desires and communicate your needs. But when you do do this, you know, it's empowering not only for you, but, you know, your partnership and also your other half will respect you even more for it. Um, you know, and if they don't, then the reality is that they're probably not the right person for you. You want someone who's going to respect you and yeah, want to make you feel safe and comfortable and fulfilled. Um, We can only change the current paradigm when we intimately know ourselves, respect ourselves and are confident to voice how we feel. Okay, so we've explored some of the major contributors to this disconnect that women are experiencing to their feminine. So we wanted to share just a couple of really amazing resources if you want to dive into this topic further to gain inspiration Um, When it comes to books, our faves, some of our faves are Womb Wisdom, Wild Feminine, The Power Within, The Red Tent, Women Code, The Dance of the Dissident Daughter, Women Who Run With Wolves, Dear Lover. Um, Other resources, for example, people to follow include Rosie Rees, Sahara Rose, Fern Olivia, Mel Ambrosini, Jenna Kutcher, John Wineland and David Dieter, Nat Gringudis and Lara Bryden.
0: And we're going to include these books and incredible people in the show notes. So don't worry if you didn't write all of that down. <laughs> um, okay, so we want to wrap up now, guys, um, and we want to summarise summarize what we've gone over today by going over some of the ways that you can cultivate greater connection to your feminine. We want you to all walk away from this episode feeling empowered with to your feminine to create a greater connection. So I think number one is just get to know your body intimately, explore, experiment, take the time to get to know your body and what it needs. Get comfortable with your giant vagina, even get comfortable saying the word vagina.
1: (laughs) Vagina, vagina,
0: vagina, vagina. It's it's so silly. When you say the word vagina, people get really uncomfortable.
1: (laughs) It's so funny.
0: But the at you know the end of the day the reality is that it is called a vagina
1: and i like all the women here have them so
0: we all have one so you have nothing to be ashamed of or scared about you know as we mentioned dearmoring is an incredible practice where you can release tension past emotions trauma from the tissue within your vagina and you know Maybe, yeah, just think, would the thought of doing something like de make you feel awkward and ashamed because, you know, that could be a really good reflection of whether you are connected to that part of your body or whether you are holding a lot of shame and disconnect. Um, You know, find girlfriends who you can talk to this about or even, you know, maybe ask your girlfriends, hey, would you be willing to and open to chatting about this? I'd love to explore this topic. We could do it together. Um, get to know your moon cycle intimately and respect what you need at each stage of your cycle. So what food, you know, do you want to eat, how you want to exercise, you know, how social do you want to be? What self-care activities do you need? Do you want to have sex? What intimacy do you want and need? And what sleep and rest do you need throughout your cycle? Respecting yourself throughout your cycle is so important. Get to to know your body in its natural state, you know, what you're naturally meant to be, what you're born born to be and fall in love with yourself. You are not the same as the woman on social media or any of your girlfriends, in fact. We are all completely unique. Let's create a new body image paradigm that is real and authentic and reflective of all body shapes and sizes. And yeah, just let your body be in its natural state. It's, you know, it's weight and shape and, you know, tune into um, what foods do you need to eat, what movement your body needs to be in that state and feel feel like itself.
1: So if you are experiencing physical imbalances, get to the root cause. It's key. Listen to the messages from your body reflect are you living a life that you want deep down or are you trying to please others and fit into society's boxes constantly ask yourself how do i feel what do i need it's okay if you don't hear your own answers to begin with that's totally okay this connection to self and to your body takes time slowly you'll begin to understand your body's cues and exactly what it needs Honor your body and what it needs. Give yourself permission to be you. And finally, pause and reflect daily on the freaking miracle that your body is. And remember that the masculine in us thinks, the feminine feels. While the masculine in us reasons, the feminine intuits. The masculine in us competes while the feminine collaborates the feminine gift to the world is to create and nurture rather than to control and dominate.
0: And yeah, maybe maybe write some affirmations and mantras to yourself like I love myself, I love and accept myself fully, I approve of myself, I am a miracle. You know, all of these kind of things cultivate connection to your feminine. These are some of the mantras that Estelle and I both say to each other and that I would say, have had a huge impact on us.
1: I embrace my femininity. I love my softness. Mm-hmm. So I am worthy of moving slowly.
0: I deserve. I am worthy.
1: All of those beautiful, juicy things.
0: <laughs> I just wanted to add that in before we close. So, guys, thank you so much for listening. We are so grateful to have had you here with us and to be sharing this super uber important topic for you which we are so passionate about we really hope that you learned something and that you feel more empowered as a woman because you are freaking incredible if, if you feel that there is someone that may benefit from hearing this message we really encourage you to share it with them and on the gram and remember to tag us at estelle allen and at the wildly
1: Finally, we would be so grateful if you could head on over to iTunes and leave us a beautiful five-star review. This helps us so much in getting our message out there to more people and more women like you. We love you guys. Thank you for embarking on this journey with us and
0: continuing to
1: be here with us. And thanks for just being a part of this epic Girl Let's Talk About It community.
0: Until next time, Time.
1: lots of love.